this is Dustin from Team JP, and welcome back to the JP Pro Post Podcast. This time around, we're shaking things up a little bit and going back in time for what we're going to call a rewind episode. Beyond talking to all of our big guns out there, one of our goals with this podcast was to bring back some of the interviews we've done over the years that fell off the radar and deserve another go-around. This one really takes me back to when 3-Gun was my biggest gun as I interviewed a longtime friend of JP, Mr. Kurt Nelson. Our little chat here was just after Kurt's trip out to the He-Man Nationals. So we get into that match and Kurt's 30 plus years of 3-Gun shooting. Lots of good perspective from a real veteran of the sport. And we hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did. Hey guys, this is Dustin with JP. I'm sitting here with Kurt Nelson. How's it going? Good, Dustin. Good. Thank you. So for those of you that don't know Kurt, um, he's been a longtime friend of John Paul and JP's. Um, I guess the story is, and I hear there's a little confusion in this, but you're the Remington rep for John when he owned when he owned his own gun shop. That's correct. And um, then you I actually used to work at JP for a little while. I did. did some stuff here. Yeah. And um, you've been shooting three gun for I guess since what the mid '80s is what you said a while ago. That's correct. That's awesome. So there's yeah. there's a long time history with with you and JP. There is. That's awesome. For sure. That's great to hear. Yeah. So. What we're going to get into today is uh, you just came back from He-Man Three Gun Nationals down in Raton, New Mexico. Correct. At the Whittington Center. Yep. Um, and that was your first match in two years. It was, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I had a little bit of a layoff there. And, and to go shoot, uh, I, I'm assuming from, I shot Rocky Mountain. So for me to assume that, you know, to go shoot a match of that style was a pretty rough match to get back into after a two-year break. Well, it was. Uh, I was lucky enough to have... Uh, a little bit of practice. Uh, I went to the range. I was able to obviously go to the range and uh, and get a little practice in and uh, tune in the uh, the rifle, make sure it was all all set for my 300 yard zero. And uh, it was uh, uh, being able to. Now I felt like I was all thumbs when it came to reloading because <laughs> after after two years of not being able to uh, not reloading that shotgun, I mean that becomes a uh, a real issue as well. Yes, there's a huge so, learning curve there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. And then, um, so you know, from that from that match, we're going to move into um, kind of your history in three gun, and then we'll, we'll talk about one of my local favorite matches here. It's a major match that you're going to be shooting, yep. which is the Nordic uh, Vortex Tri Gun. Correct. That's awesome. All right. Yep. Well, you know, we, we kind of got into some of the details with uh, um, with the He Man Three Gun Nationals, so let's just dive right in. Sure. Um, so seven stages. Seven stages, correct. Open terrain. Is, is it very similar for those that have shot Rocky Mountain? Is it is it similar to shooting a Rocky Mountain yeah. match or maybe a Blue Ridge? Yeah, they definitely uh, try and lay that out very similar to the way the Rocky Mountain three-gun match is laid out. Open terrain, you're going up the ravines, uh, trying to locate different targets going up there with uh, both shotgun and pistol and and uh, a lot of times at the end of that run with your shotgun and pistol, you're, you're going into some long-range rifle targets after that. Um, makes it uh, pretty challenging right. when, when you're breathing hard, for sure. Well, and, and another thing about the He-Man 3-Gun Nationals, for, for those that don't know, is that 
we're talking about He-Man, and we're talking like you're using a 308 or a 30-06. You may use 30-06. Uh, 45 right? and a pump shotgun, 12 Yeah. And then they do have like a Wee Man uh, division, but that's for they do family they, and stuff like that. It's supposed to be for family and uh, and uh, some of the ROs that okay. are not able to shoot in that He-Man category. Okay. So yeah, I was uh, I shot uh, 45 single stack, um, an 870 pump gun, and an LRP07 JP, obviously in uh, in 308, 18 inch nice. barrel. Nice. How'd you do? Um, I did. Uh, I did fairly well. Um, I would say. Uh, I had a little issue on on a couple of stages that really set me back a little bit, but uh, other than that, I felt I felt good after coming back after really a two year layoff. So, yeah, yeah, I felt real good. That's awesome. I, I can't I can't imagine taking two years off and then going to shoot a major match like that in the He Man division. And and you, you shot limited as well. I did. Yeah. So did. there's a there's a lot of factors in there that. Yeah, taking two years off makes yeah. it a little bit well, more difficult. I, I obviously, even in limited division, you're not shooting a. Uh, a lot of people do shoot, or some people do shoot iron sights, but uh, I shot a uh, an aim point on this particular match. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so you you run the JP LRP07 and 308. Yep. Uh, 18 inch barrel. Yep. And then you're just running your your red dot on there. Yes. And then an 870 pump. That's correct. Now, are you are you still doing, I, I call it old school, um, weak hand loading with four in your hand and you're keeping the shotgun and you're just stuffing them up there with your thumb or have you moved on to the quad loading yet? Uh, old school. Old school. Old okay. school. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's a, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, uh, I had my grandson at the uh, Minnesota three gun um, introduction course okay. to three gun yep. several weeks ago, maybe a month, month ago. Yeah. And uh, Nathan had him quad loading by the end of the match. And so he and I had a little contest uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, on loading my old style versus the quad. <laughs> uh-huh. And he had not practiced, but may, I'll, I'll bet he hadn't practiced more than two dozen times right. with it. And he smoked me on the reload. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I usually teach those classes with Nathan. Yeah. And we've had people show up and they are still, you know, old school loading. And we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're we're going to take you away from that. And we'll let everybody borrow some some caddies and start teaching them quad loading. I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but Brian Payne um, was sent some quads from Tim Ubel over at TACOM. All right. And he was trying them out, and he was just getting frustrated. And I guess he he just was about to he, he was done with them, put them down. And uh, his wife was who was in another room was like, "That was really fast." And Brian was like, "That was not fast. That was really slow." And she's like, "No, it sounds a lot faster." So he pulled out his shot timer and he timed himself, right? And found out he was actually faster quad loading. But it was such a new technique to him that it was actually, he thought he, in his head he was slower. But. Yeah, he was actually fumbling a little bit and, and still reloading fast. Yes, right, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, um, I, I was curious when we started talking about, and, and you hadn't shot in two years, a lot's changed. A lot's changed it in has. two years. Yeah, and then, a lot has changed in 30 years. So that's wow. what, yeah, I was yeah. going to say. You bet. So, and then uh, what are you running for a pistol? I'm running a single stack 45. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's a custom that was built by 
uh, Oglesby and Oglesby out in Springfield, Illinois, okay. uh, a number of years ago. Okay. And it, it just runs, it's tight, doesn't, you know, and it uh, it shoots a lot better than I can hold it. So it's good. It's a good gun, like most of them do. Right. Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, that's awesome. So we went through some of your gear, and um, I'm a huge fan of the LRP07. Yep. Um, like I, earlier we were talking, and I moved into heavy metal last year, and I actually run the JP LRP07 Ultralight. Um, so with my Vortex Spitfire on there, it weighs seven and a half pounds. Right. Uh, I I absolutely love it, and I'm such a huge fan of the side charger that now when I build a side uh, small frame, I want to go with the side, side charger, charger as yes. well. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the side charger, especially for you know going out to these three gun matches and you know. Um, not that you ever have any malfunctions, but if you run it dry or anything, you throw it up there and you hit that side charger. What are your thoughts on that? I think, uh, obviously, uh, the side charger is going to be a lot faster than a rear charge. And uh, you can keep the gun up to your face. You don't have to take it off your shoulder. And you can uh, you can discharge, a, uh, whether it be a malfunction, uh, whether it be a, a primer that wasn't hit hard enough or a... a actually a, a primer that wasn't any good right. and uh, discharge that round and and go back to shooting again it doesn't it's a lot faster yeah no question about it's awesome it. I, i'm just really excited because i don't really get to talk heavy metal with people yeah. so i'll keep kind of going back to the good. 308 because that's, that's i'm such a huge fan Absolutely. of it um so you know last year at rocky they were there was a hidden bay or a hidden stage did they have that at he-man this year anything like that no no, it's not. So you were able to walk all the stages? You were able to walk all, all the seven stages. Yes. Yeah. Was there an all-rifle stage, all-shotgun stage, anything? There was a, there was an all-shotgun stage, pretty much. Well, actually, it wasn't. Most of them, most of them were either three-gun or two-gun. So you didn't have a, a real dedicated stage. I think with seven stages, if you take... A, if you go to just a one a one gun stage, that um, it becomes real real limited in scope. The closest thing there was to a a one gun stage was a uh, a shotgun rifle stage, and you started off with a shotgun, and there was thirty six rounds of uh, of shotgun on that particular stage, and you ended up at the end of that. Um, with with rifle targets, so you had to carry that rifle slung the whole time okay. shooting yeah. shooting the shotgun. Yeah, so that that was pretty close to an all shotgun stage, but not quite. So loading the shotgun weekend, where did you keep all your shell, shotgun shells at? Uh, caddies, caddies <laughs> in front, just just from, just from the hips all the yeah, way forward. Yeah, well, I've got. Uh, um, a four by four. Okay, yeah. Right. So you're running okay. four by four. So I got three four by fours and and uh, three more caddies after that. Three or four caddies after that. Single or fours. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's plenty. It's very rare to ever see plenty. those things. So well, I, you know, I think it's. <laughs> I look at the gear that it takes to run a quad load. Yeah. And I'm going. What this this doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, it makes sense on how you're loading. But it doesn't make sense on on how you're carrying ammo. Right. It takes a it takes a lot of uh, space as well. I think. But, no, and it does. It, uh, it or if does. you've got to go prone after the fact. Yep. You know, with all that all that gear in the center, yep. uh, I, with the quad loading, it's um, difficult. 
last year at Rocky, um, one of the guys in my squad, I shot with ROs, one of the guys in the squad where we had to go prone at the end, yeah. he left one keeper on his belt. Yeah. And he shot the whole stage with, you know, everything with the shotgun and did his, did his stuff with the pistol and his rifle was slung. Yeah. And he popped that keeper off because we had to go prone and he just yeah. threw his belt off yeah. because what you just mentioned, the quads right. were there and they would, they would right. get in the way. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we talked to the, uh, we talked to the match director about doing that and you can't, could not discard any gear this year. Okay. On the He-Man match. Yep. So if you wear, if you wore uh, a belt or whatever of, of ammo on your chest, um, and you had to go, you had to go prone with a rifle after that shotgun stage. You had to leave it on. Mm-hmm. There was no way that you could uh, take it off without right. a penalty. I, I'm, you know, I've never even thought about taking mine off. That's just never, never been a thought until that guy did it, and I was like, you know, I don't know. I when I'm at home and I'm doing dry fire, sure, I'll I'll go prone with my caddies on there just. You know, I'm used to having them on there, so yeah. that's a great way to practice. But when the, after that guy did that, that kind of opened up another playbook of, is this allowed? Do you want to go through it? Is it worth the hassle trying to take it off yeah. and do everything? But, um, you know. If it's a single snap, it'd be worth it if you could do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, the He-Man match. Right. That's the only match that I know that you're just going to be shooting heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And there were over a hundred people that showed up. That's correct. That's yeah. awesome. That was a it was a great match. It really was. We we lucked out on the weather. Uh, uh, weather was good. It wasn't blazing hot, or it wasn't. Uh, we didn't have any rain, so uh, it turned out really well. That's a beautiful facility. Yeah, it was. It was a great facility. The yeah. open, the open terrain shooting. You, you just can't beat it. I mean. Yeah. And then you go back to shooting some local matches or whatever, or there's there's other regional matches that you go to, and uh, and you're shooting in bays. A lot of times you're shooting in bays, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails after after shooting these big open terrain matches. Yeah, so that's yeah. a lot more fun. But that's kind of you know for us here in Minnesota, that's kind of Minnesota shooting. That's right. Um, it, that, it always has been, right. even when we were shooting up at uh, Delton. Yeah. So it was the same way there than uh, that it is today. Right. And, so. and some people, you know, you show up to a major match and they're like, you traveled how far to get here? And it's like, well, I don't think you understand. We, we don't have this type of facility That's right. anywhere in Minnesota that we, we have an open terrain. So for us, this is a this is a, like a bucket list match. It's a treat. It is. It, 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 it really is. You know, I used to love, um, you know, going to Rock Castle yeah. until I went and shot Rocky. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Rock Castle's great, yeah. but just the facility at the Winnington Center is just beautiful. It really and, is. And the uh, the wildlife running around, and then you know, uh, JJ and Denise, they they put on. Some, they know how to put a good match. They together. do. They right. definitely do. So yeah. some nice hard stages, and I like it because they. But they, they don't. Not like uh, Rock Castle. At least you have a cave that you could shoot in. Yeah. Did you ever no, shoot that? No, but I've heard about it. And <laughs> that was I, quite the event. <laughs> well, there's st- I think they still do it occasionally. I, I'm hoping that one of these days I'll be able to get down there and do that. Right now, the biggest thing going on at Rock Castle, I guess, is they're doing a lot of 5K runs through, oh, okay. through the facility and shooting, okay. which I thought would be kind of cool to go do one of these days. We've had a couple of local ones here. As well, so it'd be kind of cool. You gotta do that. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're gonna go with you me. You gotta go there. Well, I think you should no, go with I'm, me. No, that's okay. <laughs> <I'll pass. laughs> 
I like to work out, but I'm not running a 5K and then shooting afterwards. <laughs> so, a lot can change in two years. A lot can change in two years. A lot more can change in 30 years. Well, let's get into that. <laughs> let's get into 30 years of shooting, three gun. For myself, when I, I'm sitting here talking to you, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm just a baby. Haven't been doing it. Uh, compared to you, I haven't been doing it at all. You know, I feel like I've just taken my first step. So, you know, How long this, have you been shooting? Uh, 2012, I shot my first three-gun match. Okay. How about um, prior to that? No. Any other competitive shooting experience? No. Just grew up in Texas shooting guns. And okay. then uh, I actually met Brian and Nathan Payne and mm -hmm. um, got into three-gun in 2012. Right. And then I took, I think I took 2013 off and came back in 2014. Yeah. And kind of been, been hooked since then. I, I guess my, my shooting career started back... Uh, shooting a four-position rimfire rifle in high school. And from there, I've just transitioned from one shooting sport to another. Uh, it was a bullseye pistol for a while. I shot metallic silhouette, both uh, rifle and pistol. Uh, when I was with Remington, I shot a lot of uh, trap and skeet. Um, transitioned from, uh, shot PPC matches with revolvers, I've shot IDPA, I've shot USPSA. So I've kind of been, I've shot a lot of different things and not really, I didn't really stay with any one thing until I started shooting three gun. And that really captivated me because of the ability to be able to shoot all three firearms and, right. and uh, um, in one match. So that was, that was, that was a big plus. Yeah, so back when I started uh, shooting three gun, uh, you know, I had a combat commander, you know, with uh, melted in Smith and Wesson sights on a slide. <laughs> well, I thought I was I was top dog with that one, you know. <laughs> so it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. And shooting a you know. Uh, being with Remington at the time and whatever, I shot 1100s and 870s and. And they worked fine. Uh, there were people that had that had trouble with them, but they didn't know how to they didn't know how to maintain them and, and keep them right. right. But um, and then uh, rifles were always an issue. There was never never any really great rifles like there are today with the, with the JP rifles and and uh, optics. I mean, you were looking at you know scopes with with crosshairs or, or or mill dots uh, at the best. So you didn't have the refined optics that you have today for, that are really channeled and for this sport. Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's some great stuff on the market today. So um, that's, how it, that's how it all started. And, and, uh, and I started shooting, believe it or not, open, because uh, that was my USPSA gun, I had an open 38 Super, so I kind of, kind of built everything around that, that handgun mm -hmm. to start with, and I'll never forget at, uh, the first, uh, first match, really three gun match that I that I went to, and it was uh, USPSA Nationals down in Barrie, Illinois. Okay, and and uh, uh, Dick Metcalf and the crew was in charge down there, and he. You know, I worked for Remington. Thought, oh, you and I had no intention in shooting the match whatsoever. 
cold turkey, he talked me into shooting all his guns <laughs> and then laughed at me the whole way through, you know, because <laughs> I'm sitting here with these sticks, you know, with shells, with shotgun shells and trying to stuff them into the gun, right. you know, and had shotgun shells flying all over the place. And I was, it was pretty hysterical when you think <laughs> back at it, you know. I didn't think it was so funny at the time. Oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> anyway, so that was uh, that was my first experience of shooting a three gun match. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's really cool. <laughs> and then you know, so you know the, the guns have have changed drastically, but, but the stages and, and the match directors have changed. Mm -hmm. what, what have you noticed there? You know, from your very first one to you know, let's say, say He Man that you just shot. Has there been anything that has changed for the better that you really enjoy, or do you kind of wish you could go back to some of the days with like the the Soldier of Fortune matches and stuff like no, that? No, I think uh, you know, obviously, the Soldier of Fortune matches and everything were uh, kind of ahead of their time at the at that time, point. But uh, the way the way it's transitioned into what it is today, I think, is probably the best for the sport. I mean, it's brought a lot of people in. I, you know, when I first started shooting um, USPSA and even um, here in the Midwest, um, when FN still had a match down in Missouri and some of those um, matches, there were there were not a lot of USPSA shooters shooting three gun at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they started transitioning from just shooting USPSA matches and into into three gun it was uh, it was night and day difference in the quality of the shooter now those guys you know I unlike myself uh, that would never a uh, uh, master master class shooter in, in USPSA it seems like they could shoot if they could shoot a pistol that well, they could shoot a shotgun and rifle. Yeah. So it's easy to transition into the other two long guns pretty easily from a handgun. Um, and you look at, uh, you know, Jerry Jerry McLick, for example, and, uh, you know, you I don't care what you put in his hand, he shoots it well. does. And, um, and uh, one guy that I've never seen shoot any three-gun matches is Robbie Latham. And that's kind of a surprise to me because... Uh, Again, you know, I'm sure that uh, he'd do very well. Right. No question about it. Yeah. Well, you still see these guys that shoot uh, a lot of USPSA, and then they jump into three-gun. Yeah. They don't get to some of these option stages that that a lot of guys are like, well, I'm going to change over my shotgun here. And these guys are so comfortable with their pistol, they're going to smoke you with their pistol on those stages. Absolutely. So they don't have to do any reloads. And they're coming over, and they're coming over really strong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's still happening to this day. So that's right. That's cool. It, yeah. It's cool to see, to be able to transition from those sports and uh, still be successful at that. Mm -hmm. um, so you're talking about loading your shotgun with sticks. And then, you know, uh, RCI came out with their, their X-Rail system. Correct. And now you have guys running the the newest, uh, I guess, kind of like a Sega, um, by Dissident Arms. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but one of our shooters, Josh Freilich, runs them. So it's all box-fed shotguns for the open division. Um, Do they run? Oh, they run. Yeah, they <laughs> they run very well. And, and I think 
a lot of, you know, from what I've noticed is that a lot of people didn't want to go into open because they didn't want to carry the sticks around and there was just the shotguns and stuff like that they were having a lot of issues with. That's right. And now with Dissident Arms coming out with this shotgun that's running and is running very well, there's been a huge shift of shooters going from like tack optics. Now they're jumping over to open and they're getting this Dissident Arms shotgun. Uh, they're throwing a red dot on there. You know, they're 2011. Right. And they're running, uh, you know, variable optic on their rifle and a dot, an offset dot. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to town and open. They're smoking right down those stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been a huge transition, which has been cool to see. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed this year more than anything, guys have uh, started transitioning into uh, all sorts of divisions. We're talking about TAC Limited, Heavy Limited, Heavy Optics, Open. So that's been kind of fun to see that transition you know i've talked to guys that have been in the sport for a long time and when they started shooting they just kind of like you started shooting open because that's how your 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 setup was exactly uh you know you look at some of the guys from minnesota three gun group like joe mar mm-hmm. he shot heavy because that's what he had right he had all the gear for heavy yeah. and uh it seemed like a lot of guys did that and then as this sport grew a lot of people at home just had their ar-15 with the variable optics so they started in tech ops yeah. And so, you know, that that was a shark tank, and it's still a shark tank right now. But more people are, you know, transitioning out and going into other divisions. So it's been really fun this year to see all these new shooters in different divisions. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm looking forward to it. All right, because you're going to be <laughs> shooting the Nordic match, you're right. saying, Trigun. Still uh, heavy, yes. heavy limited. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Your, your second match of the season. Yeah. <laughs> Is right. going to be the Hopefully, tri-game. I can make a couple of Wednesday night matches prior right. to that. Yeah, well, I was going to try to go shoot one tonight, uh, but it got rained out. So, right. But uh, yes, right. it's going to be awesome. Um, so, I'm going to be at the Trigon, but I'm going to be doing some videos. So, uh, I'll get to watch you run some stages, hopefully. Good. And I'll, I'll be there to cheer you on. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Are you just uh, you're just going to be doing some video work, and uh, are you going to be ROing at all or not? No, I'm not going to do it. So you're not going to shoot any of it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot with the ROs. Okay. Um, the Trigun has actually brought myself and, and one of my friends on to do video and try to help market that match a little bit more. Um, so we're gonna do a lot of video I for. I don't understand why it needs to be marketed better when it uh, sells out in about thirty seconds when it, it opens up. I know. It, <laughs> I, I, I've tried to think of a match that sold out faster than that match, and I haven't found one yet. Um, but there's a lot of sponsors out there that you know haven't that don't really know the Trigun is that popular of a match. So they brought us on to try to do some of the marketing as far as okay. for for sponsorship. for sponsorship. Makes um, sense. As far as shooters go, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't need any any marketing, like you said. No. I think uh, last year it sold out in less than three minutes, and this year right. it was right around the same. So, oh, I think it was quicker than that. Yeah, yeah you've got For to be sure. sitting right there on the computer yeah. and ready to go. Yeah. So I was a little awesome. bit panicky because I couldn't get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I couldn't get into my computer yeah. and it was like bumping me off and I was like, I was going nuts. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you got in right yeah. at the right time. Yeah. 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 So, so squatting was last night. Squatting was last night. Squad 15. Okay. You right. know anybody on your squad? Uh, Bill Hartman's on my squad, I Okay. Yeah. And he shot He-Man. He did. Yeah. You guys were you guys squatted down there together? We were. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you got another squad partner there. Yeah. Okay. So we uh, we're actually in the same building there on the premises. Nice. We have both had our wives there, and uh, his daughter shot uh, the He-Man match along with uh, his son-in-law. So awesome. there was 
there was six of us that had one of the founders' cabins down Yeah, there. that's cool. Those cabins are nice. They're very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll be going around and I'll, I'll get a kind of, uh, I'll find you and we'll get some video of you and watch you run there. Because, I mean, you were shooting back when it was the Deltone, or was it? Deltone. Deltone. Yeah. Was it called the Trigun? What was it called back? Uh, it was called the Trigun. Okay, I believe so. That's right. exactly right. And then they moved away from that. It became the Nordic shotgun match. Yeah, it came. It was an all shotgun match for yeah. a while. Did you ever shoot any of those? I did not. Oh, those uh, are... I, yeah, I have not shot. I have not shot one of these matches since uh, it was held at the uh, Dayton. Uh, okay. Delton. Okay. Uh, the reason was it's usually family vacation time right. for us, and we're usually away. Um, and it was uh, when I moved here. By the way, uh, kind of an interesting point that. We, uh, I shot one three-gun match at Dalton before they shot it. Down. Oh, okay. That was it. I'm, I'm, I'm going. Boy, this is great. Moving to Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to have a major <laughs> match in my backyard yeah. every year. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and now it's back. And now it's back. So this is. A, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited it, to be able to be able to shoot it this year. It's a fun match. Um, I believe there are about 20 people shooting in the in the two heavy divisions. Okay. Um, together, so uh, every year more people are starting to join it here. But it, Joe Mar and, and uh, we'll see how many people there are in the old man's division. Yeah, the older than dirt division. <laughs> As I refer to it. All right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be sure to keep track of that. So as, I, okay. as I'm going by, I'll, I'll count enough. everybody for you. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm shooting the match. I'll be shooting heavy optics. So uh, we'll be in different divisions. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited about be. that. Yeah. So you're going to have, uh, you'll pretty much be running the same gear, right? Same gear as I did uh, down at the Whittington Center. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same exact thing. All right. Well, be ready. They like to, uh, they, they kind of like to push you like uh, Denise and JJ do. They, get the heart rate up and then put you in an awkward position and have you shoot a small target. So it's great. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, I really appreciate you coming into JP. I enjoyed sitting it. down with us. Kind of talking to us about it. It's always good. Past. Good to talk to another heavy metal shooter. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy it. I've been a little bit more excited in this interview than I have been in most just cause I, you know, it's heavy metal. You don't really have that many people that shoot it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so, awesome. But Terrific. thank you, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it. Um, best of luck at the Trigun. I'll, thank you. Like I said I'll be there to cheer you on, especially because you. you're not my division. So I'll definitely cheer yeah. you on over I'll, over Joe Mar and everybody. I'll else. do the same thing. Awesome. I like <laughs> awesome. Well, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode, and uh, we will see you guys at the range. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the JP Propose Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. To ensure you never miss out on an episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have exciting topics lined up that you for sure will not want to miss. Also, we encourage you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We share additional content, behind-the-scenes footage, and updates on all of our platforms. So until next time, this is Dustin Sanchez with Team JP, and I'll see you guys at the Red Game.